welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hey guys, I'm back with the Essential Astrocast for this week, and we are on the heels of that powerful full moon lunar eclipse that we had on Sunday in the sign of Capricorn. So on Sunday, just after midnight, we had this big lunar eclipse. Um, For those of you that are not in East Coast time, if you are in California or another part of the country, then you may have felt the eclipse on July 4th. So you had an eclipse on our nation's birthday. And as you know, I always say, if you want to know what's going on in the heavens, watch the news because we see how people act. You know, the planets have a pull on our emotions because we are a majority water and the planets pull and have it have a pull and have an impact on gravity. And, and therefore we have these, these patterns that we see as astrologers, we study the patterns and the cycles. So we find these parallels. And so you may have noticed that there was a lot of emotional upheaval this weekend and, you know, you know who gave a speech talking about the past and our history being taken away from us. That was some of the the language he was using. And that had so much to do with Capricorn because Capricorn is tradition. Capricorn is patriarchy. The high energy or the high vibration of Capricorn is that it's the wise father. It's the wise grandfather. It's the elder that we look to for wisdom. They pass down the wisdom through the lineage. And Capricorn shares that responsibility of lineage with Cancer. And so whenever you have a full moon eclipse, you've got the sun in one sign and the moon in the opposite sign. So we had the sun in Cancer and the moon in Capricorn. And so we saw a lot of those themes playing out over the weekend with they're trying to take away our country, our heritage, and other people really honoring July 4th as a moment to catapult the change that we need, or rather to shift our perspective on what the experience of freedom is for so many human beings in this country. And that independence doesn't mean the same thing for all of us, or or Independence Day rather doesn't honor the same freedom for all of us. So anyway, I I don't want to get too much into that because it's like old news, but I do think with eclipses, they really are a pressure cooker. They really catapult change forward. They often bring a lot of the secrets that are hiding out in the shadows up into the light. And we saw that this weekend. And the thing about eclipses is they come around every six months. And so this eclipse season that we are in the process of releasing is going to have some impact and is going to shed some light on where we're going for the next six months. So Saturn is back in Capricorn. So we are back at mending 
some of that old stuff in our lineage. We're back at fixing some of the old ways of doing things so that when Saturn comes back to Aquarius for his longer stay into 2023, that he'll be there to build something new to take us into the future. So that's just a little something that I wanted to share with you about the eclipse this weekend. And also keep in mind, what are the structures and the foundations that support you in your life? Who are those wise elders in your life? Can you look to them now? Saturn's at 29 degrees of uh, Capricorn and it's going to be there for a while. So it's a good time to check in with those people in your life if you have them. And if you don't have them, maybe where can you find one? It's always nice to have wise people. This weekend, I actually, I realized how much I was craving being the student again. And I haven't really had one particular spiritual teacher for a while. And um, I uh, revisited someone from the past who I really enjoyed her spiritual teachings and, and, and got on a Zoom live stream this weekend with that person who was just like really inspiring and held that space of being the wisdom keeper. And sometimes when you do a lot of the teaching, as I do, it's really nice to be in that role of student. And so with Saturn being back in Capricorn, where in your life can you be a student? Where in your life can you sit back and allow yourself to receive, to receive the learning, to receive the wisdom? and to fill your cup. So that's really important to remember. And that is an entirely big tangent that I did not intend to talk about, but um, that's what always happens. I have all these notes and then I end up talking about something totally random that I didn't expect. Okay. So we're in the eclipse hangover. We're feeling that hangover. Whenever we have an eclipse, as you may remember from the the last two, because we had two before this past one, we had three this season. It kind of can feel like you're just groggy a few days afterward. In fact, I felt really energized by this eclipse and then kind of hit the wall today. So I'm recording this on Tuesday and we have a super long void moon today. We have a void moon that's lasting about 38 hours, I believe. And that's amplifying the eclipse hangover. So if you're feeling the eclipse hangover, it's probably really getting to you about now as I'm recording. So a void moon, just to remind you, is not something to freak out about. Every two to three days, the moon changes signs. Now, if the moon is not talking to any other planets, we call it void on its way to its next sign. So I like to think of this as if you're on a backcountry road driving your car and your cell phone has no service. The moon is out of service. It's checked out. You can't reach it and it's doing its thing. So when that happens, it's a great day to check out, to maybe just do some mundane work around the house, tend to your yoga practice, get into a great Netflix show, do a little bit of you know cleaning up, tidying up. You don't want to necessarily launch a big project or initiate something new. Now, it doesn't last long generally. Generally, voids last a few minutes, a few hours. This one is particularly long. So just be mindful of that today. Not today, because by the time you read this recording, this void moon will be gone. But in general, if you follow the moon, I recommend the iLuna app. That's a really nice, simple app 
that I have for my iPhone and you can follow the moon transits there. And that can be really helpful if you want to start to get into that practice of following the moon every day. So something I do is every morning I look at my iLuna app and I see what's going on with the moon. Is it void? What time? And then I usually write the moon and the sign and the phase it's in at the top of my journal. And that's one of the ways I track you know, how I'm feeling physically, mentally, emotionally, where I'm on in my cycle. And that's a way that I journal every single day so that I start to see the patterns between my mood and the moon. So that's a great practice to do, especially during cancer season when the moon is uh, even more a part of what's going on because cancer is ruled by the moon. Now, speaking of cancer, we are in the last week of Mercury retrograde in cancer. Very exciting. So Mercury is moving very slow this week. He's slowing down to station direct. And so whenever Mercury or any planet slows down to station and change directions to pivot in the sky, or that's the it's an obstacle illusion from Earth, but either way, we find these patterns of how it makes us feel, right? That's the glory of astrology. It's the blending of art and science and psychology. So we've got Mercury slowing down. We're feeling him more intensely this week. I mean, from Wednesday to next Wednesday, he's going to be at five degrees for a whole week. And Mercury is a fast-moving planet because he's very close to us. So... For him to be at one in the same degree for a whole week is, you know, noticeable. And because he's moving so slow, almost pretty much stopping, we are feeling that that heaviness of Mercury and Cancer even more. And our minds are not necessarily moving as quickly as we would like them to. Because Mercury and Cancer, our minds are consumed with emotion because cancer is emotional. Cancer is a water sign. Cancer is our history, our lineage, our family history, our childhood. A lot of that is cancer. So when we have Mercury in the sky slowing down in the sign of cancer, you're going to have a lot of memories coming up this week. So be with that. We have some other healing stuff coming up. And I want you to just remember that this is a week for integration. This is a week for integrating all that you've learned from eclipse season, from the Mercury retrograde season, from Venus retrograde season, because Venus was retrograde for 40 days and she's still in her post-shadow period. It's been a big summer already. We've had a lot of retrograde. We've had big eclipses. This is a moment for you to integrate all that you've learned. And going through the tough experiences, going through the big astrology, that's only half the work. The real work is reflecting, integrating, and implementing. And that's where you get to create change in your life. Hey, did you know that I have an astro-obsessed girls club that is waiting to welcome you? Yep, it's called the Luminary League, and we meet every full moon for a live workshop online. We talk astrology, do a little meditation, a writing exercise, and then, wait, this is the best part, I do mini readings for a few women right there in the virtual room. Ever wonder how the full moon is impacting your chart personally? Well, now you don't have to. I also send out a new moon ritual every month to all the members. So it's kind of like having your own personal astrologer in your back pocket. 
come on over to veronicaparetti.com slash astrology to learn more and to sign up. So keep that in mind this week because we are a little bit in the soup. We're feeling a little bit like we're in the soup and things aren't so crisp and they're not so focused and they're not so clear and they're not so energized because Mercury is pretty much at a standstill at that five degrees in cancer from Wednesday to next Wednesday. But still great news that Mercury is moving in direction. He's not going to move direct until Sunday on the 12th. Something else that's going on with Mercury this week that's a little bit opposed to what I was just sharing. You might feel in the soup and very emotional in one way, but one of those emotions that might be coming up is anger because Mars is in Aries. We talked about that a lot last week, I believe. So this week on Wednesday, the 8th, Mercury is going to square Mars. So Mercury in Cancer is going to square Mars in Aries. This can bring up a lot of conflict. It can bring up people's tempers could flare. So you really want to try to avoid conflict and any communication that you're doing really come from a neutral place. They will actually be squaring again late in July. So this energy of Mercury square Mars is going to be lingering a lot this month. And as you can tell from watching the news as above, so below, we're seeing it play out. There's a lot of angry communication happening. I very rarely scroll Twitter and I scrolled Twitter today and every single, I feel like every post, there were a few astrology posts because I mostly follow astrology and politics on there. And it was so crazy. Like every post was a video of someone screaming in a store at someone for not wearing a mask. And I completely believe everyone should be wearing a mask, but it was just notable and completely understand why people are videotaping other people, not following the rules and not caring about spreading this virus to other human beings. It's very selfish. It's very irresponsible. But it's so interesting, the anger that it's bringing up. And that is Mercury square Mars, that emotional anger on both sides, the videotaping it and the sending it out on Twitter and everybody ganging up on people on social media. And anyway, Mercury square Mars, we're going to see more of that throughout this month. So just be mindful, you know, before you post something If you're having an emotional response to someone's post online, just take a deep breath before you comment. Like you don't need to always comment. And if your comment is shaming someone, really consider if that's really the thing you want to do. And if it's the thing that's actually going to make you feel better, because probably what's triggering you is some other deep emotional wound or pattern that's coming up. And speaking of that, we've got some deep emotional wounds coming up. So we have the moon in Aquarius early this week, right? And then we have this long void Tuesday into Wednesday. At about 2.30 p.m. on Eastern time on Wednesday, we're going to have the moon go into Pisces. That's going to bring out our sensitivity even more because Pisces is a very sensitive sign. And when the moon is there, we're very sensitive. We're also highly intuitive. We're also very creative. We also can be very compassionate, but sensitivity can often manifest 
manifest in things other than compassion. As we all know, when someone hits you where it hurts, you're not usually going to come back with compassion. You're going to come back with anger. So just be mindful with that Mercury square Mars that anger is not your go-to response. So the big stuff is happening later in the week on the weekend. So Saturday, the moon moves into Aries, and that's really when we're off to the races with lots happening in the sky. So this work week is actually a great week to take it easy, sit back, do the mundane stuff that you got to do, and don't necessarily put too much on your plate. The other thing is that we are in this waning period of the moon. So we're moving toward the new moon. After the full moon, we have two weeks where the moon gets smaller and smaller every night and we're in a process of release. So this week is really about integration and next week is really about release. So we really need to give ourselves the space to do that work. So if you can keep your week a little bit light this week, that's great. And then the weekend, you're probably going to get a little bit, hopefully a little bit more energy when Mercury goes direct, right? So we've got some stuff happening this weekend that's pretty intense as well. So again, give yourself space, give yourself space to reflect, to integrate, to implement. Okay. So on Saturday, the moon goes into Aries and we have Chiron stationing this week as well. Chiron's going to go retrograde in Aries on Saturday. So Chiron is an asteroid he or dwarf planet, depending on what you want to call him. And he is the wounded healer. So in the mythology, he could heal everyone else, but he couldn't heal himself. So whenever Chiron gets involved in the sky, he's there to mend what's broken. And he's showing up to help us heal our old wounds and to integrate that healing and to integrate that learning. So when you have a deep Chiron transit, it can be really intense, but it can also help you heal deep-seated wounds that have been with you for your lifetime, maybe even several lifetimes. So he is the wounded healer, truly, even in the sky, even now, beyond the mythology, he helps us do the work of healing and to finding those missing pieces of our soul work that we have to do. So this week we've got, we've got Chiron Aries for a long time. He moves quite slow. He's far away from us on earth. So he is going to be retrograding on Saturday, which means that he's already in that place of stationing, just like Mercury. So while Mercury is stationing to move direct and get going back to work as per usual, which we like, right? We like when Mercury is firing on all, on all cylinders, Chiron is getting ready to retrograde. And I would even argue that retrograde he's, is where he's really going to do his most potent work. Now he's in the sign of Aries. Aries rules our infancy, our birth into the world. It's the first sign of the Zodiac. It begins spring, right? So there's a lot of childhood wounds that are coming up for a lot of us with Chiron and Aries. And he's there again for quite a few years because he spends a good amount of time in one sign. And on this retrograde journey, he'll only travel back about four degrees. But just remember, when planets, especially planets that are far away from Earth, station to retrograde or station to go direct, that's when we feel them most intensely. So this week, part of that soup that we're in, that emotional stew, if you will, I think emotional stew is probably a better metaphor than the soup. But 
that emotional stew that we're stewing in, it really, part of it is also that Chiron is slowing down to pivot and change directions just like Mercury is. And Mercury happens to be in a very emotional sign of cancer. Now, Chiron is not an emotional sign. He's an Aries and two primary emotions with Aries, passion and anger, sometimes passionate anger, right? So if you know an Aries and you're talking to one right now, or you're listening to one right now, we generally have a lot of enthusiasm for whatever we believe in, right? So whatever it is, we have a lot of energy behind it. So with that, Chiron and Aries is bringing up a lot of that childhood stuff because Aries does rule that childhood infancy kind of stuff. It's the stuff that is so deep seated. We might not even really know it's there because we took it on from our parents or whatever happened in those, you know, first 10, 12 years of life. So with Chiron and Aries going retrograde, we're really going to dig even deeper into some of those deep seated wounds. But remember this retrograde period, it's not about poking at those wounds for no reason. It's about poking at those wounds so that you can heal them. And so what often happens is that if a Chiron transit really impacts us, it will get at us in a way that brings up circumstances in the present that probably feel more intense than they should because they're poking at something from our past. So be aware of that. And it's going to be retrograde for the rest of the year until December 14th. Next week, Mars is going to conjunct Chiron. So we'll talk a little bit more about him next week as well. So Mercury direct on Sunday, we talked about that. Still in a little bit of that, it's still, you know, separating from that square with Mars. So we're still going to be feeling a little bit heated or some people will. But the good thing is that on Sunday, the sun in Cancer is still in Cancer. We have another uh couple of weeks of the sun in cancer, which is nice. And the sun in cancer is going to try Neptune, which means that that's going to soften a lot of this stuff. It might make you more sensitive. It might make you more intuitive, but it also might make you more compassionate. So when the sun and Neptune are in a nice conversation, it just gives us all a little bit of softness, a little more understanding. And that's something we're all going to need this week for sure. So if you feel like you're in a mushy mood on Sunday, now you know why the sun is going to be trining Neptune, the sun in Cancer trining Neptune in Pisces. I think that's all I got for you this week. There's not a ton of transits, but it is a lot of integration. It is a lot of moving through the reflection, the processing the integrating, the musing on how you want to move forward with your life now that you've learned all of this new stuff through the eclipse period, through this retrograde Mercury period, through this retrograde Venus and Gemini period. Venus is still in Gemini moving forward and she's still in her shadow. So we're still integrating that Venus retrograde period, which we talked about a ton over the past few weeks and Venus retrograde is intense. It's one of the more, it's probably maybe the most potent retrograde we experience. So this is all really, really big stuff. So if you have really big emotions or big things going on in your life, please know that you're not alone. And if you don't have big stuff going on in your life, be there to support someone who does. So use that sun 
try Neptune energy on Sunday and call a friend and support them, especially if you know that they've been having a hard time. And I apologize if you hear my cat, I have the door closed so that I would have limited noise for you. And she is very upset to be separated from mommy. So I have to go let her in now. I will want to share with you that if you love the podcast and you're listening each week, you might consider joining us on Patreon. There are two or really three levels of support that you can join us there. Most people offer $25 a month or more to join the Luminary League, and then you will be in for my bonus podcast and guided meditation that I send out every new moon and the full moon workshop on Zoom. And we just had that full moon workshop for the lunar eclipse in Capricorn, and it was awesome. So I really hope that you decide to join us over there on Patreon. And if you're not interested in the bonus podcast and workshop, you can always support the podcast with $5 a month or more. And all the contributions really go toward the editing and the production of this podcast and the women behind it, not just me at Uncommonly More. So if you are a podcaster, go check them out. And I think that's it. I think that's all I've got for you. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you on the other side. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you like the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate. Thank you.